Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. The Online Darts Live Lounge returns after its summer hiatus. Boys, how are we after the little break? Yeah, boy. Very, very well indeed. Very well. I'm afraid uh, Mr. Boyce gives his apologies. He can't be obviously still recovering from surgery. So, <laughs> so dramatically, so he's gone to put himself through the mix at Old Trafford. It's so far, that it's, it's not good. <laughs> uh, but we are back with a bang. We've got some new designs on screen. And we are here. We've missed you all. Two hours. Let's get into it, everyone. First of all, have you enjoyed your little break? Do you know what? I said this on social media earlier. I was gagging for just a week or two weeks where I just didn't have to think about this. And last Monday, I was sat there going, I really fancy telling someone they're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you don't need the show to do that, you know. You can just send out, you got WhatsApp, you got all sorts of avenues to just, just give send people I abuse. I spent so long arguing about the ashes as well, and I just think that, was, that, that took its toll. <laughs> <laughs> Um, look, plenty of darts since we last spoke to you. The World Series, as in the events, are all done and dusted. We will come on to them in a minute. But in true style, let's welcome the chat room. Tommy, how are we doing? Bob is in. Owen, uh, HJV. James is in. Uh, yeah, Boyce is watching United. Um, how are we doing? Paddy as well. One for you, Dan. <laughs> so I'll tell you what, that's it. Um, but how are we all? How are we doing, Lendl? Hope you are all good. But plenty to discuss, boys. Where would you like to start? Who would you like to go in on first, Gob? <laughs> Who can I call an idiot first? <laughs> no, no. I don't want to sit here and say that we slang people off, by the way. I want a reasoned debate. Something I can really... I'd rather call you an idiot than anyone else. So what do me and you disagree on at the minute? Everything. 
I was going to say, do you, want you tell me where to start, and I'll tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> that sounds uh, much more reasonable than insulting somebody that might have to be a guest on here in the future. Uh, let, let's be fair. We, we... To be fair, that, that's not a bad one. Um, uh, to be fair, you could see on my washing machine, but I deliberately blurred my screen. So I can have the football on in the background, so I can just keep an eye on the scores. Otherwise, it'd be, otherwise it'd be on the show, and we get done for copyright. We're gonna run out of fingers, mate. They're just gonna run that up tonight. Um, first of all, good one from Lee. Let's go straight into it. Luke Littler at the Moda Super Series. Oh my God, the boy's sixteen years old, and he's earned more money than a lot of professionals on the Pro Tour this year. Not just a lot of pressure, some high-profile professionals. He's earned more money than James Wade and Raymond Van Barneveld this year. Mental. It, it's it genuinely and that's just is... from this, by the way. That's just from Modus. That doesn't include JDC ranked events, which do carry prize money. Plus, he's got the JDC Worlds coming up. He's potentially got the WDF Worlds if they ever pull their finger out their asses. Four minutes past eight. There we go. Um, but, um... but those elsewhere coming up as well. He could genuinely finish this year with a hundred grand earnings. Well, the, the thing is as well is the in terms of where he goes this year to next year, the he's he's where is he on the dev queue at the minute? Second and close to the top. So uh, the thing is, um, Gene Van Means top. He's got a tour card. So realistically, barring an absolute catastrophe, an eight grand lead on Bradley Brooks for one week. We'll have a tour card next year. So he's so we, so we know he's going to get a tour card. That, like, that's that's just oh he's certainly going to be offered one. There's what you know there's one on offer. Whether or not he takes it or not is a different question. Um, but because let's be honest, his earnings have been all right this year without a tour card. I think like you know he's not going to he has you could potentially he could uh, he could get a tour card and earn less with a tour card next year. With him, that's a debate we've had a hundred times before, isn't it? But um, he, yeah, he doesn't have to take it, and he's clearly earning considerably well without one at the moment. I think he'd be, he's, he's just so well equipped for it. Like, we've been so cautious not to get carried away with Luke's ability because this has been coming for a long, long time. We've seen it in the past, other players not quite stepping up to the plate. Leighton Bennett is not too dissimilar in age to Luke Littler. We've seen the likes of Justin Vantagal not be able to make that transition. Yes, the next step for Luke is to step up to the PDC. The fact that he was a week and a half short of being able to go to Q school is a bit of a shame because it would have been nice to see him at least in that challenge tour environment or be able to have a crack at that as the season developed. But compared to other people of his age, even I'm even going to go as far as Michael Van Gerwen at, at 16, Luke is just so mature beyond his years. He's so well equipped for this. The fact he knows when he can have a little bit of a play around, but actually when it's time to get serious. The fact that he's coming across so well in interviews. The fact that he's doing this against former season tour card holders in the in the super series and, and going on to WDF events and he's been winning adult events since the age of 15 like we what, have seen this before what's left to play for on the dev tour one weekend there's because... three days there's five events left over friday is it thursday friday saturday maybe and then the world last 96 is on the sunday cuz you wouldn't you wouldn't fancy betting against him being at the Grand Slam, would you? Not the minute. He's got what? Is he three and a half grand lead on Nyman? 
Like he's he's that close at the top of the Dev Tour order of merit. He's only he's only, what a grand and a half behind Van Veen. Just the winner, yeah. Just the yeah. winner gets a spot at the Slam, but he's a grand and a half off a spot at the Grand Slam. And again, if he got into that Grand Slam, you just don't know, do you? Because he's so good that he, like you, you've no idea what could happen from there. I tell you what, if he got to the Grand Slam over that format, he would be an absolute nightmare. That, that's what I mean. Like, and he's and let's like he's not far off. He's a grand and a half away. He could get to the Grand Slam. And if he does, like he's a terrifying prospect for for a lot of people, and I don't just mean you know those that have snuck in. He's a terrifying prospect for some big names because he's a banana skin. Yeah, but look how good was he in Champions Week though? We saw him once he qualified. He busted the Phil Taylor darts out, started stacking them, an average ninety five. It's just ridiculous. ridiculous. It's so consistent as well, isn't it? When he just slips into that groove, it's just, it's quite, it's a beautiful thing to watch. And he just doesn't seem to get rattled. He doesn't seem to lose his rhythm. And, and it's it's bizarre because watching him, he plays with, with a, like, maturity far beyond his years. Like, he plays like a matured, seasoned professional that's done this for 15 years he doesn't look at, at, at all out of place on a stage. It's it, it's really impressive. Yeah. What are you trying to work out, Gob? How much is a Dev Tour win? Is it two grand? Two grand, I think. He's only got his card. He's secured. There's only four events left. He's 8,975 ahead of Bradley Brooks, and there's only four events left. Well, he's done then. There we go. Romeo done. I'm sure that there's four events left. That's it. There's literally four events left. Uh, events 21, 22, 23, 24 on the 18th and 19th of August. So this weekend, followed by the Wild Youth Last 96 on Sunday. That's it. That's the Dev Tour season done. Which also so brings to another issue where I can call somebody stupid. <laughs> well, there's a couple of things around this. I know what you're going to say. Because right, Dan, right. Dan bought up the Grand Slam, which is where I get to call somebody stupid. The last two spots in the Wild Youth Championship... The final two get a spot in the Grand Slam. But that's not until next year now, because the two playing in the Grand Slam this year are last year's World Youth Championship finalists. So we're going to have four in position that have won World, that have been into the World Youth Championship finals between the last Grand Slam and this one. Yeah, Josh Rock and Nathan Gervin, isn't it? They're the two yeah. that are in this year. But obviously they qualified in what? September, October last year? <laughs> For this Grand Slam... The World Youth Last 96 is this weekend. The Grand Slam isn't for another six to eight weeks. They've got an entire year to wait. And the problem is, look at what I did to Joe Davis. I killed him. Absolutely. But the the, the other thing with this as well is that the Last 96 is a lot earlier this year than it's ever been. Yeah, massively. It's such and, a big wait for the finals as well. Well, that, that was my next point. The fact they're going to have to wait until the last weekend in November for the finals. Yeah, it's a long time, isn't it? Yeah. Um, James says, it's amazing how much money they make on the youth tour, more than Merv King has made. Seems strange. Yeah, look, Merv King's had a terrible year. And, and it is only 
it's only at that very top end of the dev tour where people are making big money. Like, let, it, the, 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 there's not people carving out big livings on the dev tour. Let's not. No, the, top, the top two and three have, have done done all right. I get that. Um, whilst we're on this, has Nathan Gervin, has Nathan Gervin underachieved so far? No, not for me. He's still a young kid. He's still developing. He's still learning his trade. Um, so I think he's moving along at a nice pace still. Yeah. Yeah, he's only twenty or something, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's still still a baby in in darting terms. Um, but yeah, Luke Littler was just sensational. But Champions Week as a whole was very good. Yeah, it's going. It's it, the. I think it's a it's a total revelation. I know you guys are a lot closer to it than I am, but it's um. I think it's it's genuinely superb. The coverage has meant the 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 standard of darts and games that are on there is is really top draw. It's free and all, isn't it? Free on the telly. You can't like it's genuinely a game changer for darts. To be fair, I, I I get James's point here. To be fair, we'll go back to it. He's got, but no one should be making twenty k a year on the development tour. That's the point. They're kids. I, I kind of get that. To be fair, sixteen year old should be making fifty grand elsewhere. But if you're good enough, you're old enough. <laughs> You just have to hope they've got decent enough people around them to make sure they're sensible with it. And good accountants. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing, Preston? Hope you are good, mate. Um, yeah, it's all good. Right, now let's go. Let's go down under. Let's get, the world, let's get the world exhibitions. I mean, World Series out of the way. <laughs> the world, world Exhibition Series. <laughs> I'll get told off, but... Um, <laughs> first, of, first of all, we were in New Zealand for the New Zealand Darts Masters. Um, I just thought it was a very good tournament. Crowds were very good in Hamilton. Uh, shame ITV's delayed coverage was shit. Yeah, it's tough, that, isn't it? Yeah, look, I, I get it that the World Series isn't aimed at you and I, and, and I get that argument, but we still want to watch it. And if ITV are going to have it, just bin Midsummer Murder for a couple of sessions. Yeah, that's the thing. And, and they've got enough channels, haven't they? You know, it's not like you know, it's not like everyone's campaigning for it to be pumped out on ITV One Live. You know, prime time. You know, there's enough channels, there's enough space. They've got they've got a streaming platform. You know, they they could have you know the the equivalent of the BBC doing it on the red button. You know, they could have gone out through any number of different streams through ITV Live. Yeah, look, don't get me wrong. PDC TV obviously done really well out of it because it was live on there, which was yeah. which was good. Um, but the actual tournament itself, um, first of all, we obviously had the, the late news that, that Johnny Clayton didn't travel and that our condolences go to the Clayton family at this time. Obviously, it was on social media that Johnny's dad did pass away. We knew he wasn't very well at, at the match play. So, look, family obviously first and our condolences from everyone here goes to the Clayton family um, at, at this time with that. Damon Hetter was bumped up into the representatives. Um, a seeded spot. Yes, he got a seeded place. Um, the actual draw itself um, from the regional players, if we call them that, um, I thought Ben Robb was outstanding. And I think he's a huge talent and I can't wait to see him have a go at Q School. Yeah, good call. Is he going? Do we know? Has he confirmed that? Uh, I believe he is. I'm, I've spoken to him. 
I, I believe he is going to to play at the World Championships, stay in Europe, the UK, and go to Q School before he goes home. Yeah. That's cool. Um, same as uh, Hope Puhal. He beat Dimitri Vandenberg. Played some some really good stuff. In that opener, especially. He's one that flatters to deceive, though, isn't he, Halpai? Like, we know how good he can be. I feel like his WDF or BDO World Championship performances the last couple of years and haven't quite lived up to the billing. He's so steady and so solid. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. How are we doing, James? LS, how are we all doing? Uh, Bob, the werewolf is in. No, good to see you today, mate. And thank you very much for my biscuits. Um, but just just looking at it, there there, there are question marks. Uh, Johnny Tata beating Peter Wright as well. Peter Wright again. There's spells where he's looked okay, but there are still huge question marks around Snake Bite at the moment. Is he the most inconsistent player on the tour completely right now? He's certainly up there. Yeah, because how do you go in in like two events in a row, going out to like let's be honest, like you know local local qualifier or you know local pick player, rank number he's ranked number three in the world, and then the next one he beats a really world champion, what rank well, knocks Michael Smith out. It's so up and down and so random that it's, it's impossible to predict. Yeah, a hundred percent. Look, the game of the tournament, or the this one, was the semi-final between Aspinall and Smith. Nathan Aspinall were hitting his highest ever TV average, 110.22. Uh, Michael Smith, 107. Um, but then Aspinall lost in a last leg decider in the final, having done the hard work to get himself back into it. Not what you'd expect. When when Nathan Nassau will start scrapping and battling away, it it tends to go his way. But look, we've been saying this for a long, long time. If there is anybody capable of winning tournaments with their B game, Rob Cross is in that category. He's won four or five of the big majors, not World Series. And how many times he actually played well in them? The World Championships? Yeah. Is your own. Okay. He's probably got about the most solid B game in the world at the minute without a day because because it, it there's an awful lot of players, an awful lot of players at the moment, certainly in the last twelve months, that have gone from A to C and they're either A or C. And the, and 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 if they do if they do play, you know, if the B game comes into it. It's not for the full match, not consistently. He, Rob Cross can find his B game for a tournament and just sit there at the minute. It's like, it, it's it's and it's doing him big, big things. He, I, I often I keep getting tricked into thinking that he's not as high up the rankings as he is, and I keep you know as silly as it sounds, I keep not thinking of him being there. But he's just gone. But I think he's going under the radar completely as well, completely under the radar in everything at the minute. Yeah, agreed. Uh, how are we doing, Phil, in the chat room? I hope you are good. Um, I think Cappy shouldn't be allowed to play at these. He's not, look, you, they just couldn't take the risk on... I know he's got a tour card, but we've seen nothing from him in terms of competitive darts. You just couldn't take the risk. 
Excuse me. But until he gets himself sorted, there's no point acknowledging that he exists. Has he? Has he or he, the team around him made any? St- I know, like you know, everyone speculates and people talk about visas and everything else. Has there actually been, from his management company or from him, any you know sort of conclusive sort not, of you know, update at all? Not that I've heard. No. Bizarre. Um, Sam, I've starred that question, mate. It's a good talking point. We will come into that later on in the show. Um, but look, Rob Cross, back in the winner's circle in Hamilton. Moving swiftly on. Spoiler alert, everyone knows. Rob Cross going back-to-back in TV tournaments, regardless whether they're World Series or not, is a big deal, I think. Got Jimmy in the Premier League. It is after a first round exit in the match play. Like it's it's because you know he didn't he didn't have a particularly great match play, did he? So it, it, he's clearly gathered himself together quick and you know quickly after that because you know there are players that would have maybe let their you know let their heads dip a little bit after after a first round match play exit. But he's certainly either using it as a bit of motivation, he's got angry with it, or he's just dug it, dug his heels in. Um, but yeah, he's been. He's doing very little wrong at the minute. Yeah, look, looking back in this one, um, Damon Hesser played some super stuff, but did the pressure perhaps get to him in the final? Look, he, he, he was brilliant in Australia, but maybe just that, that pressure of playing in front of your home fans and maybe you can want it too much? Eight, eight ones, pretty flattering. I think um, it didn't. I don't. I don't think either player played like an eight-one performance. Um, the gap wasn't that big. I just think it, you know, crossed it the right things at the right time. And Damon missed a few doubles. It, it just, it just seemed to slip away. And I think once that head is once once the gap was built up, it was gone on it. Yeah. Um, back in the semi-final, Rob Cross whitewashing. Peter Wright, and it was an absolute drubbing. He did average 109. If he'd averaged like 90 odd and average 170, then I think there's a question to be asked, as there was in the final, but he was untouchable. Absolutely remarkable. 109 average, 63% on the doubles. Didn't have a ton plus in there either. Yeah. Um, so, out of these two World Series events, double-edged question for both of you. One, who have you been most impressed with? And flip the coin, who have you been least impressed with across the two events? Um, I think for me, we've probably, probably already touched on it both times, but we can't really point to anybody other than Rob Cross, I think, in terms of an, you know, an impressive performance. Um, it, it was you can't do much else other than win both, than win both, and I, and, I, and obviously it's it's the company that he's in. You know, I appreciate M- MVG wasn't wasn't at this um, set of events, but you know, there's some big names at these events, and there's some big players, and and he's gone back to back. So you know, regardless of, of what type of event it is, it's it, it's an impressive feat. And on the other end, I think um, I don't know, I don't I. Dimmy wasn't great. 
Um, but Peter Wright's just so unpredictable um, that probably somewhere between Demi and Peter, I would have thought. For you, Gob? Uh, I agree with Rob Cross. When when a person goes and wins back to back, then it's it's difficult to not to give him that big boost. Um, I am a little bit disappointed with Simon Whitlock. I appreciate that he had a couple of tough draws, to be quite honest, because he was on the opposite side. Hatter was the player that, that got the bump up to the seat. He doesn't quite get that chance to get his, his foot into the tournament. Um, but he's been there and done it so often and, and played down under and look, that, that shouldn't be getting to him anymore. If it has done, I don't think he's delivered as much. Um Going Price, obviously, he's upset with himself. He said he's got other distractions on. I sort of question why you're halfway around the world if that's the case. But obviously, Van Gerwen's missed this block. Price has already hinted that he might do the same next year. Um, so that could be getting quite interesting. But where the disappointment lies for me is Danny Nopper. He's played some very, very good darts, right? He's played some steady darts. He, he loses average in 100 and, and to Rob Cross in the quarterfinals or whatever it was. But this was your chance to go and show off what you've got. This was your chance to go and make a little bit of a name for yourself somewhere else, but actually show you've got a personality and a bit of character as well. And I just feel like he didn't do that. And I'm not saying you have to copy Damon Hetter. And have a little bit of a gimmick as you walk on or, or, or give yourself that little bit of entertainment or whatever. But you have to do something to start getting fans on your side. Because for Danny, what you should have seen this as was a dress rehearsal for a possible Premier League inclusion. And I just don't think he's done enough to, to put his hand up and say, look at me, I'm entertaining. When the likes of Johnny Clayton's at home, Joe Cullen, Dirk van Dijvenboda, um, Chris Doby once again. They're all sat in the wings waiting. And for me, they all give you that little bit more than what Danny Noppet is offering right now. On the board, fantastic player, incredibly consistent, was, was steady enough at the match play. Again, has produced glimpses here. He's averaged 100 in defeat, like I said, in the quarterfinal. Um, to Rob Cross, was blown away by Gerwin Price in New Zealand. But I, I just wanted him to show that little bit because talent-wise, he is on par with every single one of them. And he gets overlooked so much. And this was his chance. And they might just turn around and go, well, you've had your two World Series. You didn't do anything with it. We're going to pick somebody who's that little bit more fun, i.e. a Dirk, despite the fact he might be eight places lower rank than you come the end of the year. Do you know, I was dead confused when you said Danny Noffert. But you've absolutely so. Like I, I completely agree with absolutely everything you said there. It makes, it makes complete sense. And it is. They are. They're almost like mini Premier League events, aren't they? You know, that, that, and... And and you can see how and and you know again I'm not sure whether this is actually going on that the PDC could use these as almost like little auditions for the Premier League, couldn't you know? And in terms of how the players go through that environment and that group of players together, I, I, I think it makes an awful lot of sense. And yeah, it's you sort of think that it probably won't get an invite to the next one because there'll be someone else that's a bit more, you know, a bit more box office, if you like. And unfortunately, when he hasn't got that, 
what he's got to do is he's got to play exceptionally well because that's got to be the exciting thing, hasn't it? Well, he's got to put himself in the top four, hasn't he? He's got to yeah. do what James Wade did for so long and, and force their hand and make himself undroppable. And when he's middling in terms of his darts, but even at these events, you know, these World Series events, he goes there. He's got to smash it up and win. Or, or he's not going to win. He's got to go deep and he's got to look impressive and he's got to post high averages or he won't get invited back. Because he's, because when he's middling, there's just other people you could pick, you'd pick up the phone to instead. Um, no, I completely agree. I think it's a, it's a fair point. Well, you think there was no MVG, no Johnny and no Luke Humphreys. Yeah, three big threats out the way, isn't it? Like three yeah. in top ten. Yeah, and it, it, it was a huge audition. Another one, we've, I'm going to play a clip from him in a minute. Disappointed with Bully Boy. It's not It's not clicked in no, a no, long spell, no, wasn't it? And he says something in his interview. We'll, we'll play some clips. Uh, how are we doing, Joel? Hope you are good. Uh, right, so first of all, we're going to play Rob's winning clip from Wollongong. Look. We can all look at goals and goals are brilliant. And you say, yeah, look, every tournament, what you look at, you want to win. You know, if you come a second or 32nd, it's, it's no good, really. Um, for me, I want to play well. If I'm playing well, doing the right things at the at the right times, and that's what it's all about for me. Um, yeah, obviously, we're going to pick up titles and that's where I really need to be. That's that's the most important bit. So um, in the in the next four months, it's, it's just making sure that I stay level and I keep myself right. If I do that, I'm a danger for every tournament coming up for the next four months. And I'm looking forward to it, obviously. No, it's never forgotten. Everything everything builds up to that. And, and I have to admit, after winning it, you never realise, even before, and you think to yourself, right, I'm in a world final, I'm going to play the best player that's ever lived, probably, in the game. And you go and win it, and afterwards... It's the pinnacle in the game, you know. Everyone, the expectations go up. Your life changes overnight. So, um, yeah, I'd love to get that back. He's confident. Yeah, he's loving it, isn't he? He's to be in it at the minute, which is, um, yeah, exciting for, for darts fans and probably the top 20 crapping themselves over there. Yeah, right, now we're going to play two clips. We'll do Michael Smith first. Yeah, I've just mentioned for the last 10 to 12 years, I've I've done what I had to do, but now I can do what I want to do. I've worked so hard to get what I've wanted. Now, this year, I've been pulling out, I think I've done six Pro Tours or eight Pro Tours out of 18. I've pulled out a few Europeans. I need to go back to that play where I played everything. I wanted to win everything that I was in and never missed a tournament. But like you say, with the schedule at the minute with the Prem and now the World Series, you've got to have it for in case of burnout. The minute I get back off holiday, it's the busiest part of our season. I don't think you have a weekend spur now. It's constantly Europeans on TV events. And yeah, I keep asking, can we go back to the blocks of five in the Pro Tours? Some players don't like it, but the, it's hard to say because there's eight boys in the Premier League that need that big block so you can free up more weekends. But it happens. Barry earns a businessman and he knows how to earn money and he's making us a lot of money. So you can't move with him couple of bits on that one. First, first of all, the interesting one about the fact that he's not been himself and he needs to go back to being him and going and winning everything. It's the, it's very difficult. And there's, there's probably you know, cleverer people than me could phrase it better. 
But I think it, it's got to be very, very difficult psychologically to be that hungry for something for so long and come so close so many times, then get it, and then what happens next? Then what happens next? Because that hunger that has literally dragged him out of bed and got him, like you know, driving up and down the country to to all these events. And every every time he needs to practice on the practice you know, and play to practice, he's got that motivation and he's at every pro tour event because he's chasing down something. He's trying to find his form. He needs to find that. Hunger again. He needs, he needs Apollo Creed to take him running on the beach or something like that. He needs to find the eye of the tiger again. It's like it. it um, it just he, I might have it completely wrong, but I, that's that's the impression I get is that that he's he's achieved everything he was hungry for, and he needs to find more. He needs to find something to get him hungry again. I think the other thing with that is I remember moments last year where everyone else is pulling out and he was refusing or he was wanting to pull out, but Dagmar at home was like, nope, you're going, you're staying, you're sticking around. And I think he, he was winning pro tour events the last minute before the majors. He went on to pick up last year and that massively changed. And I think now that he's literally got the world at his fingertips, there perhaps isn't that drive from those around as well. They're comfortable. They're going to be pretty happy for a long, long time. But also I go back to the Premier League he did a lot of media, an awful lot of media. He was busy every single day of the week for the first four months of the year. And as much as the other big boys are, they're still sneaking one or two days here and there. And I think that's completely drained him. Add into that the change in equipment, which, yes, we know that now that he's had for a long, long time, it's been in the pipeline for a while, and actually he was slowly transitioning behind closed doors with them hasn't really paid off for anybody else at the top level instantly anywhere else either when you think of other transitions in the past even phil taylor when he first moved to target you think that first premier league campaign he hit more fives than wayne mardell <laughs> that's a big statement <laughs> that's a bold one that. <laughs> uh, right we're going to come back to the world series in a minute i'm going to play a quick 30 second ad and our guest is here. So back on the other side of this. Take me home, take me on a ride. I got a good feeling about the colors lighting up your eyes. Take me home, take me to the sky. I got a good feeling. Tell me the only thing you are is Welcome back, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, one, the only, the Premier League star, the Masters champion, Mr. Chris Dovey in the house. How are we doing, buddy? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, and first of all, I am loving that Newcastle goalkeeper top behind you. The old <laughs> shot is not one. I'm a fan <laughs> of that. That's nah, good. <laughs> um, You're a Newcastle fan, you should have said. Well, I don't know if you can tell, like. Two of them on the show and they're top of the league, and I can't believe it. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's from now, it's what happens every league. time, every week we're top of the league. From now on, we're going to just get Jordy <laughs> Darts players on every week. That's <laughs> nah, good, man. It's, it's good to be back. Uh, to be fair, we'll, we'll, we'll stay on the football and we'll get you on that first of all before we get into everything else. That 
look, a lot, there was a lot of eyebrows raised when the Saudi money came in. And look, hey, I don't begrudge any club doing it. I'd love it at my club. I'm honest. But you, you must be over the moon with the way it's transitioned so quickly into where you are. Yeah, of course. Obviously, we didn't expect to, to be where we are. Obviously, Champions League and competing at the very start. Um, people say we've overachieved, but like I said, Eddie Howe's done done wonders with the pretty much the same team as what he had to take over, just a, a few additional changes. I think that's yeah. the biggest the biggest plus of the lot is is and the biggest measure of what Eddie Howe's done is if you look at the players that were there when he's when he arrives and the way that they're playing at the minute. You know, the man turned the man turned Jacob Murphy into a like a top four outside forward. Like it's unbelievable the progress some of those players have made under him. It's amazing. Yeah, it's great. Obviously, having a having a manager who who can man manage players like the way he has is is just unbelievable. Like I say, he's he's turned Jake Murphy, Joe Linton into world beaters. You know, Joe Linton's improvement is exceptional. Yeah, I I wouldn't obviously if, if I wasn't a big football fan. You know, if you asked me about Joe Linton, I wouldn't have had a clue. You know, but obviously being big Newcastle, the way the way I've watched them week in week out and his change improvement is unbelievable. How are you going to fit some European away nights into your schedule? Don't worry, I'll fit that in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not missing that. <laughs> so, who would you like in your group then? Would you like one of the big ones so you can have a decent a, a Madrid or Barcelona, or, or do you just want to get out uh, of the group? Nah, definitely. You, you, you want to, you want one, or maybe it's two of them. You know, you take take a Barcelona. You know, because. A massive team like that who's who's been there nearly every year. Um, it'll just be unreal to play play the likes of those. Obviously, going back from the Tino Asprey days when we played Barcelona, it'd be nice what to get a little bit of revenge. Nah. Yeah, look, <clears throat> absolutely in- incredible what's gone on up there. And I, I suppose, look, I, I love it's no secret. I love Newcastle as a city, and I remember when I was a kid, the, the Kevin Keegan days that the city used to come alive with football and then the dark days of Mike Ashley wasn't wasn't the same it's it's amazing how much one city breathes off of a football club yeah it's ridiculous obviously the changes just the the buzz around the club now every every game it's it's just such a buzz that they've got the we've got our club back you know what I mean Uh, so many at the start of the Mike Ashley days when he was sitting with the fans and that it it was all good then but now nah, we had it for too long. Now we've got our club back, and it wasn't even the fact of winning. It was just believing and and just you know grinding results. If you play well and lose, you know that's all we wanted to see. We wanted determination, hundred hundred and ten percent, and we've got that week in week out, and we're, we're doing great as well. So yeah, you can't grumble the way things are going. One thing though on the football, how do you go to the next level in terms of the stadium? Because They've already said you're not going to leave St James's. <laughs> yeah. And it's a difficult one to to redesign and redevelop. Yeah, it's hard because the, there's so many listed buildings behind. So I, I don't know if they can build on the the east stand, um, which is opposite the dugout. Um, but you never know with the Saudis. You know they could just pay them <laughs> off and there they, they could go and move it's, into mansions or what. You know, so they end on the moon. I think. <laughs> I think the draw. I think they've bought a street behind, haven't they? Uh, 
Um, yeah, they've dro- bought strawberry. Uh, yeah, strawberry. They've brought strawberry plates, and, the, and the, yeah. so there's, there's land there that potentially could be developed. We just have yeah. to. All it is is level seven. Just needs to go up to about level thirteen. We're just going to have one massive stand. <laughs> yeah, they've, they've just put all the safe standing in the away end, level seven as well, which which is good, obviously for the away fans. Um, and they've got the the safe standing corner and the gallery corner. So things safe are improving. Things amazing. are improving. Safe standing is amazing. I was in the um, I was in the safe standing for the Southampton semi final, and it was yeah. the first time I'd be in the safe standing. It was I would happily have a season ticket there. It was, it was brilliant. Yeah, that, the atmosphere in that corner is unbelievable. Eh? Class. On to the darts, mate. So far, the year of your career. A TV title, an unbelievable Premier League campaign. You still must be on Clyde Nine right now with how the first half of the year's gone. Yeah, I'm obviously feeling good in my game. I've been saying that for months now, and it was just time. When's it gonna click? And everything seemed to fall together. You know, going on from that, the World Championships, breaking my duck, getting into the quarterfinals, finally got over that stage of losing in so many last sixteens. I think. Um, taking that confidence into winning the Masters and then obviously the Premier League campaign where I, I felt pretty much hard done by, you know, uh, played played well pretty much every week bar bar from a couple, you know, but yeah, that's that's what you're going to get in the Premier League. You're playing the best of the best and yeah, I loved every minute of it. Um, I think it's brought my game on 100% and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on the up, I hope. How do you keep go into the world when you are playing well but not getting results because that seemed to be the key to your floor season the year before it was every week Chris has averaged 104 in the first round and lost 6-5 somehow <laughs> to somebody averaging yeah. 92 and we're like how does this keep happening it felt similar in the Premier League this year how do you keep getting back up and going the following week you know it's it's going to fall into place one day I, I just I know how good my game can be and you just can't beat yourself up you're gonna lose more than than you win, and and I've got that kind of mindset. I know what I'm capable of, and it, it will click. So just don't beat yourself up. There's so many times I could have beat myself up in in the Premier League, losing the games, which I, in the way I did. But I came out the following week and just enjoyed it, and finally I got the the wins mid midway through the campaign. But it wasn't to be, and. Like I said, I think I'll learn from that and I think it's made us a better player already. Look, that Premier League campaign, what was it like when you got the call? Because I remember being at the Masters and no one knew. You were like, we were like interviewed, have you been told anything? You're like, no. What yeah. was it like when you, but well, first of all, what was it like going to bed that night? One, a major champion and two, not knowing <laughs> if you were in <laughs> and the next morning when the call came. Yeah, it was obviously I went straight home after winning that. My uncle drove us straight home. I had had Peter Kay the next night at Newcastle Arena. You know, I went to see Peter Kay that night. But in the morning, obviously, well, it was in the morning. But when Matt, I got a phone call seeing Matt Porter's name pop. On, yeah, it it was the phone call that I was waiting on. Um, he he actually said, um, "Does Newcastle fly direct to Belfast?" And I was like. 
funny you should say that. I actually had a look and uh, I said they do. <laughs> and uh, I said, in the basket already. <laughs> I said the the do fly. And he said, uh, "Well, you can get that booked." He said because you're in, and I was like, "Oh, it was, it was so overwhelming, you know." And um, it was a great phone call, and like I said, uh, it's a privilege to be a part of the Premier League, and just got to thank them for my opportunity. How much of how much did you think you improved over that sixteen weeks as as a player and mentally as well? Yeah, well, mentally, it was it was massive for me. Um, just playing, like I said, the best week in week out. Um, I think my performances got better as the the competition went on, and obviously just getting that experience of playing in big arenas like like a. We did. Obviously, we used to play in like the World Championships, but it's nothing compared to, to these big arenas. Say the Mercedes Benz Arena in Berlin, that was unbelievable. Just, just big arenas week in week out. I loved every minute of it, and obviously getting that taste of it that just makes us want to be back there. Look, I know everyone goes on about it, but that night at the Utilita, when you're stood there at the top of your walk-on, and that music hits. Even for you, is that a real pinch yourself moment? I know you did it once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was it like? Yeah, it's unreal. Obviously, at the match, we in, we out. It's just hearing that music. You know, it gives you the shivers. It, it makes the hands, uh, the hair stand up on on your arms, on the back of your neck, and just being at the bottom of that walkway, ready to walk on stage. You know, it's it was unreal. Um, and then. I felt it a little bit on stage. Soon as I got there, I had to take a little breather and take a minute. Obviously, you had War Flags there who done a big part for me there as well, which I I thank them as well. But yeah, it was it was unreal. Um, I didn't think I could top the first night, but I did. It it just was one better. Yeah, you say you stood at the end of the walk on waiting for the music. Where are we with the music right now, Chris? Because you've changed that a fair <laughs> bit in the last year. And I've sat here every week going, what the bloody hell is he doing? <laughs> no, I'll, st- I'll stick with that and <laughs> <laughs> uh, I-, I still think you should walk on to Local Hero at, at every event. I genuinely nah, do. I-, I would love it, but I think it's it's more of a northeast thing and a Newcastle thing, so not many not many people get it. Um, He's not a Local Hero in Leicester, is he? Exactly. <laughs> I'd make everyone come out to Local Hero all the time. I'd, just, I'd have that as the entrance music for darts, just have everyone coming in. And cricket and golf. And everything. <laughs> just... Look, as well, we were talking about someone that's in your management stable a little while ago in, in Luke Littler, and the fact he's only 16 years old. Unbelievable, isn't it? Ridiculous. And, and we, Make, we saying, makes it sick. We were, we were saying that. There's a potential that he's going to be in the Grand Slam this year. Over that format, he is not one that any of you are going to want, is he? <laughs> no, nah, to be honest, he'll not be frightened of any of us. Um, he'll be thriving to play us, you know. And like I said, he's not one that you want in your group. Definitely not. Do you keep an eye on things like the Dev Tour and the players coming through and looking at the standard of youth players these days and thinking... One, they've got so many opportunities compared to 15 or so years ago when perhaps you were going through that system. But two, just how good some of these young players are right now. Yeah, I don't keep up to date much, but um, obviously like to follow the lads. Obviously, Andy Bolton in, in our, um, is in our management as well as Luke. Yeah. And you obviously keep keep an eye on all them down there. And obviously, Adam Hunt, good friend of mine up here. He, 
he plays in the challenge show and that. So I, I like to see how the, the lads obviously show my support. They support me throughout. So I, I think I, I should uh, show them a bit of support as well. So I like to, to try and keep on, on top of them. What's the um, what's the banter like in that WhatsApp chat now? Is it still brutal? Yeah, Glenn's died off a bit, so <laughs> <laughs> I think he's too too busy commentating elsewhere. So I, I still give him a bit of stick now and again. My, I, to, to, to be fair, I was commentating with him today, and I, I I was told I had to ask you about the um you blamed him for the Euro Tour loss. Ah, oh, honestly, because it was that against Luke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, obviously, being I was think I was five one down, and obviously I could just see him at that. It was weird <laughs> because the commentary box was like literally on the stage, Nelly, and um, I kept on looking over and seeing him, and I'm thinking I can't lose when he when he's there. <laughs> and uh, I got about a five five, and I had already had in my head the interview <laughs> planned out, planned out, and then I missed them three darts at the double, and uh, yeah, that was it. I was I was going home. Uh, I, I remember like just things like that as well. I remember being in Dortmund with you last year, and you were gutted that you won because you actually beat MVG, and you had to give your ticket away for the match. I did. <laughs> it's one of those, obviously. You, you, it works out for in the long run. It, it's obviously it helped me as well. Obviously, reach the semi final that. So, yeah, it's it's one of those, man. There's so many times you can go to the football. The career comes first, and. Um, Obviously, unless they get to the final, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then um, no. we're going to Champions League, could not it? Really? Yeah. That well, that's that... it. I'll definitely be going to the Champions League. Definitely. That was funny when you got to the cup final, and all of a sudden, you and Coward both pulled out. It was like, oh, that's convenient. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't care. Callan didn't even go as well, so I don't know why uh, he pulled out. But yeah, it's one of those. Obviously, it's not every day you get to see a club in the final, and. Um, yeah, I wasn't missing out first time in 20 years. So, so look, looking back so far, it's been an incredible year. If we're sat talking to you first weekend January, what's an amazing year for Chris Dovey? Um, I finally get myself into that top 16. Um, I have a couple of deep runs in the majors as well, try and get another title. But uh, like I said, I'm, I'm happy with the way I'm playing. Obviously, just lost out in the quarters to Nathan, who went on to win it. He played fantastic. But I had never won a game at the match play before that week. So, yeah, there's another positive and another tick on the list, you know, and just got to better that next time. And it's just better than what, I, what I've done in previous years. Um, Obviously, I want to be in that top 16 going into the, the World Championships. So, yeah, hopefully, um, hopefully I can get another title or two under my belt and I need to get into those Euro tours so I need to knuckle down and get myself through the qualifiers because there's only three left and I'm not secured just yet I'm I'm just hanging in there but um, yeah if I can do that I think uh, going into the world I should be looking pretty comfortable You say about the top 16 which is great do you think realistically you can get in the top 10 within the next six months or is that a tough one? Um, Realistically, you can't rule yourself out. The, the way I've been playing and the results I've gotten of late, um, there's no ruling myself out but obviously, there's so many good players now, the standard's so high and everybody will want exactly what I want and obviously, 
Nathan's went over there, went out there, won the match play, so he's got a big target on his back, and we'll be all chasing him, you know, whether we'll play each other in the next event or not. Um, you you want to be the best, and yeah, I'll be I'll be uh, preparing myself for that. Folks, absolute pleasure having you on, man. Oh, I, know you've got a, I know you've got a lot going on. At the moment. So, thanks, thanks for taking the time. No worries, man. Not to a problem. Us, buddy. And I will see you very, very soon. You it's will do, man. Um, right, we're going to play a quick ad while Dobes gets off and we will continue. But Dobes, thank you very much, mate, as Cheers, always. Man. Take care. Cheers, All the best. Yeah. See you. I will, lad. so refreshing just letting him chat football and such a good headspace right now there is another side to dark players they're not just the people we see up on stage and and, and, and that, that, that's why i thought it was good yeah i don't think um, it's a coincidence you know like we talk about him being in the from the, in this you know in that amongst that same group of players as luke but again i think chris if you look at everything that I suppose both darts and his career has thrown at him in the last 12 months and the Premier League and the sort of ups and downs of the Premier League, he does have, a, in sporting terms, a real level of, of maturity. And, and he, he seems to have a really, really good way of like sort of understanding processing and then making the best of whatever happens, whether it's a, you know, a good performance, a bad performance. And, you know, I think that, it speaks probably very highly of the people around him. And if they're the same people, as, as we said, around Luke as well, it, it, there's definitely some commonality there in just that maturity in, in the approach to, to the way they're going on. It's, it's really refreshing and, and it, it bodes really well for, for the future, doesn't it? Yeah, right. We're going to go back to the World Series quickly because there's a, a good clip here and there's a, it's a very interesting talking point. So we're going to play Gezi's clip. Yeah, like I said, <laughs> in my room... For the last two weeks, I haven't really done much. You know, I had Johnny pulling out last minute, obviously, with his dad and everything. So it was it's just been one of those one of those trips where it's been two weeks of really nothing and just trying to hang around, play some darts, do the best you can and get home. Not not a big goal. And my big my biggest goal is getting home. I mean, that's the problem. I need I need to I think I don't know if it's best to bring the family, which it was last year, and yeah, I enjoyed it a little bit more. We was here for three weeks. It's not even been two weeks now, and I'm just thinking about going home. So, sort of distracts you a little bit, and I'm always thinking, you know, two more sleeps and I can go home, which it shouldn't really be that way. Was there any thought of not doing these tournaments from your point of view, or not this year? But there definitely is for next year. It's interesting, and it's a real insight, and it's something that perhaps a lot of people forget that what not just darts but sportsmen in general have to to sacrifice sometimes, and it can it can be a lonely place. Well, yeah, we've seen Van Gogh and opt not to travel this time to spend time with family instead. 
Desi's obviously just said it exactly there as well. And these are long trips away from the family when they have spent, let's be honest, the players that are making these comments are the players that are in the Premier League that have done it for 16 weeks where they're at home for a day at most sometimes. And then they're travelling to Euro tours as well off the back end of that. They really haven't been home an awful lot this year at all. No. And it's interesting, obviously, just oh, there was a, the interviews on our YouTube channel as well. But as Gazi said, look, he's there to work. He's there to earn money. It's his job. When they take the family, it's just break even. And some people will say, well, they earn enough in other tournaments. But that, that's not the point. It's still two weeks work. And if you take the family, it's only break even. So it's like, what, what do you do? That's just how expensive it is. And I guess this works when we'll lead on to this as well, or we'll, we'll get on to it now as well, is the fact they've just signed another four-year deal to stay in Australia for the World Series. It's been part of the World Series since its inception, or it certainly feels that way. It's not going anywhere. Australia leg. The, the Australian leg will be part of the World Series forever almost. And at what point do you turn around and say, well, actually, the World Series has done its job in Australia? You won't. Growth in other regions and showcasing what these guys have got. And the fact they're just prepared to go, actually, we'll keep two weekends there, which actually turns into three by the time you put travel on both ends and um, jet lag and all of that sort of stuff. That's a big chunk of the calendar for two events. Right. Actually, I don't see them growing anymore. They were in the big cities to start with. They've moved out to smaller events. It didn't quite work out in Australia last year. That's why they've only gone back to Wollongong this year. But the difficulty as well is it's it's just the worst place in the world to get to and from and then adjusted. And then if you're if you're not playing events, you know, within two because you've got to do a week then a week. So you, the the length of time just has to be it's it doesn't fit, does it? You, you know, you're losing at least a fortnight, like a, pre, a productive fortnight, before four days, like four days play, yeah. where it's and, and and also it's not going on TV in in your major markets. You know, it's not it's not going out. It's not catching loads of eyes on it. it it's it's a bit of an it's an it's an unusual one, isn't it? It's a bit. I can see it being a tough one. For the PDC in deciding how to how to best run that event, and and, and, and so now, you, you, the challenge is maintaining enough prestige in the event to justify you know selling tickets and people watching it. You've got to get you've got to get at least a few of those bigger bigger players in there. Um, but that's gonna it's starting to look like it's going to be more of a challenge because you know we've. MVG hasn't gone. Gezi's talking about not going next year. We've had Michael Smith saying he, he, you know, he can pick and choose now. You know where, where when he doesn't does doesn't go to events. Um, the only thing is, I expect that for every, you know, for every player in the top ten that don't fancy it, there's two or three for every one of them in the top twenty. Who oh, are, who would jump at the opportunity? Hundred percent. That James James says it there that the big boys won't go, and I actually agree with that. However, the list below, Dirk, um, Dimitri will, will, will go. Hetta wants to go home anyway. I'm sure Chizzy will go. Ross Smith would go. Uh, I don't think Ryan Sir would. 
Um, but that that cluster underneath would go. I'd yeah. love to see that as well, but I just don't see them doing it because the same people that were suggesting, yeah, we'll send all of them, are the same ones that are going, actually, you couldn't have two groups in the Premier League or whatever because the next day aren't viable. At some point, something's got to give in the information or the way that things are communicated. Well, next group. I very rarely miss a tournament. I costed Australia to see if it was viable. For me to go was over 10 grand. Hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. But, well, <laughs> but, but, but that wasn't even flying like they do in the posh seats. That was cattle class. Yeah, just getting there anywhere you can. Just to get there, yeah. But it, it was over 10k. Yeah, it's 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 a real challenge. Like it's a di- and 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 you sort of think, well, yeah. But then you think, oh well. So what have they got to do? They've got to up the money in order to do it. But then, and with the greatest respect to like the, like these players, literally just can't like I've just picked two at random outside of that top uh, end. But like, how are you then selling to sponsors? And you know that we might end up with you know a couple of big events where we've got you know Andrew Gilding against Ryan Searle, and you think, well, you know, is that this big event that we want to run in Australia? Are we are we filling it with the caliber of players we want? It's a real challenge. You can throw money at it, like you can throw money at anything, but then do you just run it? You know, the PDC don't like to; they're not into loss leaders, are they? They don't like to run things at a loss. No, it's it's a real. It's a real crossroads at the moment. What happens? Um, look, and also, I started a question earlier on, and we'll kind of this kind of comes into it as well. Look, we've seen Saudi doing everything else, and we know there are ties between Matchroom and Saudi. How long before we see a World Series event in the kingdom? So I, I just, I, for me personally, I don't think it fits, does it? It doesn't fit. Like, they are generally selective as to the sports that they will and won't get. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Involved in, like... Darts doesn't fit. Doesn't fit their culture at all. Um, you know, boxing's a struggle for them in terms of running the events. And we've seen their boxing events. And I don't think anyone gets excited 
at all about the way that the events are put on. Yes, it's no. good because they've paid big fighters, you know, big money, so we get to see the big fights. No one has ever watched a boxing event in Saudi Arabia going, what, looks good in that arena? Right? And, and you know, we've all spent a lot of time in darts arenas and, and in all, venues of all sizes watching darts. There's a common, there's a, let's, be, let's be brutally honest about it, there is a common theme among all darts venues at every single level, and they've got bars, loads of bars normally. And and that doesn't matter if you're literally playing at the very, very bottom end of the sport or you're looking at the Premier League nights. And and I don't think you will sell to anybody like, let's go and fill this place with people who aren't on the ale for the night. I just don't think it's compatible. Well, you think Japan didn't work, did it? No, because the culture don't work. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. It's, it's like they, they love. They love. It was brilliant to watch from a fan's point of view. They were very respectful. They clapped nice and everything. But in terms of the atmosphere that you want to convey to people around the world, around the world that your sport is exciting and and brilliant and whatever, you sell them the Ali Pali experience. You don't sell them. Yeah. It a also hotel in Tokyo. There is also for that. There's a strategy that that that, that the kingdom has in terms of its investment into sport. And there's a reason why they're choosing the sports that they've... No, there's a reason why they've chosen to invest heavily into golf. There's a reason why they're trying to expand football. There's a reason why, there's a, there's a reason why they've, selected, they've selected boxing. Darts doesn't tick any of their boxes for them personally. Like, what, what have they got to possibly gain? from investing money in darts. Like in reality, very, very little. If you compare it with the exposure and the connections and the links and everything that they've got through things like golf and football globally, darts just isn't that. I just don't think it, it they'd ever it takes any boxes for them at all, I don't think. But I didn't I didn't think Snooker did either, but that's happening. But the snooker yeah, but the slight difference with that is is the snooker opens the Chinese market for them. They've got. They, they can do a lot. They can do a lot with snooker globally, because the Chinese market's so big with snooker as well. Um, so it's in. Whilst in, you know, whilst we, I suppose, I don't know. It's difficult. You, you often wear the hat of your, like you think of, you know, yeah. your perception of sport, where you live and where you were brought up. But I think in terms of their global strategy, snooker's all right because they've got a, a European presence. Big European presence. You've got big Chinese presence. So in terms of their boxes, they're picking, they've almost got two big continental sweeps there. Um, and darts just hasn't got that mass, that mass uptake around the. And also, let's be honest, people who watch snooker watch it in exactly the way that the Saudis like to watch sport. Like they sit there with their arms folded, fingers on their lips, and politely clap at the end. Um, I don't think they'll do when somebody loses. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think they'll be doing anything rowdy. Um, in you know, there'll be no snooker shootout or anything like that. I don't think. Chugs and Watford Coliseum. <laughs> Anthony is in the chat room. Hope you are good, my friend. Cracking weekend mm. of darts over in North America, which we will speak about a bit later. But good to have you in as always, buddy. Um. Yeah, look, it's, it, it, it's an interesting one. Um, and it's, it's interesting to see how it develops and and carries on. I think. Um, Let's let him get some boxing done first. 
some heavyweight boxing. Yes, please. Don't get me started on heavyweight boxing. <laughs> oh, man, I'm tired. It's like, I'm so annoyed. There's the one thing, so it's why I'll always, it's why darts will always be. So it's the only, I, I still, I, and I know I said darts podcast, but I just have to get this sometimes off my chest. It is the only sport on the planet. I tried the other day. I tried thinking. I went through like every sport at the Olympics. I, I had like a proper effort to think of any other sport on earth whereby in any particular division, the best people simply do not compete against each other. Like there is no other sport on the planet where that's the case. And it's, no. it's genuinely infuriating. And it just, it, it's no longer a sport. It's not a sport. It's, it's, it's as much a sport boxing as WWE. It's sports entertainment boxing these days. That's exactly what it is. Outside of Olympic, the outside, as soon as you come out of the amateur boxing circuit and people stop, you know, looking for places at tournaments and Olympics, Commonwealth Games, everything else, it is as much a sport as what Vince McMahon's piling out for. It's, it's nonsense. I'd rather watch Influencer crossover at the minute because at least they actually want to knock the crap out of each other. <laughs> I just again, I, I saw there's a part of me. So at first, like if I'm dead on it, the, the boxing, you know, purest boxing fan thought it was abhorrent. Like I thought, oh, this is absolutely terrible. Like it should never be allowed. And 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 I'm now at the point where I'm just thinking, oh no, actually, some of these clowns are actually doing more for the sport of boxing than <laughs> the than the biggest boxing, you know, champions. If you like, it, it, it's it's absolutely. Yeah, it's just infuriating, like completely infuriating. I see like, it like you know, Tyson Fury th- fighting Thunderlips, like in in some sort of like bizarre Rocky Four crossover. Um, like just really, uh, I've had enough. Mad. <laughs> I see it like the cricket. We recently managed to get Jar hooked on the hundred. He hated it. He's called it the sixteen point four since it started. We've argued for the entire summer over the Ashes, the lot, and he's turned around and gone. Do you know what? I didn't quite get this. I don't get why it was needed. Maybe for the women's game, but not so much for the men. But when you just embrace it as a bit of fun with the best cricketers in the world hitting the ball as hard and as far as they can, as is the 100 with a bit of music chucked in there, it's entertainment. Yeah. He once once spent an hour and a half walking along the front in Blackpool in about 35 degree heat, relentlessly telling me every, every reason why it was the worst thing that had ever happened in cricket. So on that then, can we have Darts Mania every year where we see Going Price giving Peter Wright a stunner just before he's going to go for tops? Yes. Give you a stunner. Yes. <laughs> 100%. Let's more, more of that, please. Thank you. <laughs> um, right. Let, let's touch on the, the CDC quickly. Um, three events this weekend and, and Stowe Bunts had an absolute superb weekend winning all three CDC events and he is now hot on the heels of Alex Spellman for that place at Alexandra Palace. How are we doing? I guess it's Stu for USA Darts. Hope you are good, mate. Um, but yeah, great weekend for the C. I love the CDC as a as the for, for me it's the best um affiliate tour to the PDC. Outrageous, three three on the bounce as well. I saw, I read that, and I thought, and it is, it, it properly puts him into the mix for for a trip to the to the palace, doesn't it? It's a real, um, it, it it's it's a huge lump that that three that three in a row just 
makes up so much ground. It's 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 going to be very very exciting. Andy's shirt. Look, I'm going to show my age here. Anyone might you all know that. Remember the um ice cream lolly, the fab. Oh yes. His shirt looks like that. Do I remember a fab? I think I had one in the last week. Pink trousers and a fab. I had one earlier. I had one before we started. And a fab shirt. Absolutely incredible stuff. And just look at the picture of Peter next to him. Peter needs to up his game and get one of those shirts. Looks a bit boring. There is one talking point, and I'm not sure where we stand on this. There was the game against David Cameron where he threw two darts at once, and I believe they were both counted as a score. What? He threw a strop. It was 7-6 down to David Cameron, was miles behind, and just started launching his darts about a bit, including at one point, threw one into the five, and then he threw two at the same time. I believe it counted. He then went on to win the leg after Cameron missed nine darts at a double, and then he won the decider. (laughs) You're the only qualified darts referee I know. That's a that's a refereeing mistake that happens. We've we've seen it at the elite level. Um, Mistakes happen. Yes. Um. But look, it is what it is. Um, right, we did an interview with Mace. Let's let's play the clip, and then we'll discuss. Yes. Yeah, for the last two years, I mean, they ruined the event as soon as they changed it to legs from sets. Um, so now it's lost its history, which is something that it was known for, like the news of the world was known for its format. Um, the World Masters was known for that for that format. Um, they don't know what they're doing. You know, I, listen, I'm, I'd like to call myself friends with a lot of the people that are involved, but they obviously don't know what they're doing. If you cannot sell and get sponsorship for an event of that prestige, the oldest tournament currently in darts, then I'm sorry, I... You're, again, not fit for purpose. You're you obviously don't know what you're doing. Quite damning from Mace, as always, but tells it how it is when we were speaking about the Masters not happening. And it's it's hard to disagree with him. It's very hard to disagree with him because he's completely bang on right. Um, it, it, yeah, there's not, not a great thing else to say because I just find I'd, I'd find myself just repeating him but for me he hits the nail on the head it's a it's a very very sorry state of affairs changing the format was unforgivable for me for that one it makes but it you makes can no sense. you can say you haven't got the right people in there but to change the format of that tournament was criminal it doesn't it doesn't make any sense there's no justification for it that makes any sense like there just isn't yeah, I suppose off of it, we, we we speak about it in the interview as well. That Lakeside is what are we five months away. Well, yeah, allegedly. Look, there's no TV deal in place as we speak. Uh, that was confirmed. Obviously, Mace spoke about it, and 
Nick Grohl's also confirmed that, that they said they're, they're talking, but as we stand at the moment, there is no TV deal in place. The players don't know how much money they're playing for. When, when are the player? I, it's the players I feel sorry for right now. And people say that I've, I bash the WDF. I, I don't. I'm just asking for the players. You've played on a tour the whole year. You have a right to know what money you're playing for. To be fair, if they find out the day before the tournament started, they're still better off than the last two. Like, I, like, but no, but the, the thing is, though, and this is where, you know, like, if it's, like, so, like, at work, like, when I'm doing my job, right, my, like, my real job, I, I, can, I can look at a, at a budget, a financial forecast, on, a, like, three years, I can see what we intend to do next year, what we plan to do the year after, and then that starts to inform decisions that are made today. Like that's how it's worked. That's how any organisation does anything at all. The, the, the where I just think, well, it's like it's a disaster and it's unrecoverable, is if you're in a position where you don't know financially, like what you're doing in the next couple of months. You've got no plan. You're not working towards anything. You're not managing anyone's expectations. You haven't like. There's absolutely no chance that this that it's viable going on. It doesn't, and 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 it, it is as much as this might offend or upset people. It has to be the responsibility of the people who are at the helm because if they don't have a financial plan, if they haven't got one. They need to say to the like they they have a responsibility. As, as directors to say to the players, this is the situation. This is the, the you know this, this is what we're hoping to do. This is what we want to do. Like there's nothing. There's no. There, there is absolute. If you don't know what your prize money is going to be for one event, like one event, what hope have you got? What are you like? What are you working towards? It's 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 everything. It's like pull the trigger quick. It must be. It must just be scrambling. For the next thing, is try and get this, to try and get that, and if this comes off, then we can run a tournament. And whatever's left over at the end, that'll be the prize money. Like that's not sustainable as a as a as a business model. It just isn't, is it? God, for you, worst worst case scenario here. There's no TV deal, but the event is streamed, and the prize money is the pool of whatever ticket sales. I think it's about 125 grand at the moment worth of tickets they've sold, which is, which is good. Great effort so far on that. But as a player, how pissed off are you? Because you've been sold the dream of playing at Lakeside on TV. And if it's streamed only for peanuts, what goes through your mind? Well, the problem is that a stream still costs money. So either that's got to come out of tickets or that's it's it. got to earn yeah. enough in terms of pay-per-view buys to fund your it. Ticket money's, your ticket money is not going to go very far at all with everything they've got to pay for. Like It's just going to run out. We don't know what kind of deal they've got with Lakeside. Obviously, in the past that they've funded or, or been the main tournament prize sponsor. Obviously, Bob Potter has passed away earlier this year. We're not sure where that relationship sits at the moment. We know that you love the darts and believe there was something that said he, he wished for it to stay there or the venue had to remain as a hotel um 
I don't really know at the minute. It's a little bit up in the air, isn't it? I mean, are we going to sit here and honestly tell people that digital streaming isn't the way forward for people? Probably not, because we're trying to convince the Premier League of the same thing, but you still I need viewers on your product. This is completely opposite end of the spectrum, isn't it? And it, it's yeah. just... I don't know. I honestly don't know anymore. They're not they? big enough. And I still think there's they, they have to have a carrier... You've got to be able to allow people to access it in a way that's simple. Yeah. You know, you can't have them downloading three different apps and doing this and doing that and signing up and then getting that. It, it, you've got to make it as easy as possible for people. And and that is purely and simply, you know, finding someone that's got a setup that can you know that can get that stream live. Yeah. Ideally, to most people, like you know, some the red buttons fine. Red Button's amazing if they can get something like that, but you know, without a deal in place. I guess the other issue is they've got is that obviously BT and Eurosport are now one joint entity. So if somebody at the top says no to that, they've lost the chance to go and negotiate with the other one. Don't have a Eurosport backup. No, the, the, the I suppose the advantage is probably lots and lots of little um you know, I'm not saying little. No, no. I'm suppose I suppose it's in terms of their UK market share, but you know other streaming platforms. You know, sports heavy via play the zone. It's whether or not any of them will be remotely interested in carrying anything like that. And I guess you look at the two major players in the industry at the minute: the zone, Eddie Hearn. Can't see it going that way. Exactly. As the PDC chairman or whatever role he holds now. And Viaplay have just pulled out the market. They've just pulled out the UK market, which was carrying the World Series. They've just pulled out of the ice hockey in the UK as well. They seem to be cutting back rather than going forward, all right? They might still have those regions in the Netherlands and Belgium, etc., which look, have big darting communities. But is that enough for a World Championship hosted in the UK? Well, this isn't just... This is the other thing as well, is, and this is where I, like, when I keep getting on a bit of a rant about like the plan and how, how it's organised. It the organize, it's not sustainable if all they can if all they can do is like money in money out. Like if 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 all they can do is like is break even, you're immediately back to square one. Yes. You start again day one like like with nothing because you've had to pay out everything you've got in prizes. And everyone's still furious at you because the prizes weren't enough. So you've got like everyone's everyone says you're cheap. Everyone's saying you haven't paid out. You, you've already got everybody up against you, and you're having a PR battle. Then you've got to start again the day after your biggest event from scratch. Yeah, it's not. It it it, it needs it needs a complete rethink, a complete reorganisation, and and a plan and a strategy. And and I just think there needs to be the. The people that are running that organisation, whether they like it or not, have become the custodians over some very, very important and prestigious tournaments um, within the darting world. And if they want to have long-term success, they need to, in my opinion, be a bit more open with the darting world about how they plan to protect those 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 tournaments for which they are the custodians. I think the other issue for them is that the digital world has moved on so much 
in the last 10 years. Hey, James, if you think there's no place for two world championships, Christ, don't ever start watching boxing. Good God. <laughs> Give you a heart attack. But they haven't stayed digital enough, right? Word of mouth and timing of the year and the fact it was on BBC used to be more than enough for the BDO or WF World Championship to sustain itself. It did. Now, yeah, of course it did. People knew really it was that this time of year. It's on, it's on terrestrial TV. You don't really have that reach of the counties anymore because they're under a separate organisation. You don't really have a couple of things built into that. That's really distracting me, but Baz has got to take a call and be back in a second. Um, but the fact is they haven't kept up with a digital world either. So their online social media, their marketing as a whole just doesn't seem to be there. And the issue is now that if you haven't put those teams in place and built them up, the cost to start them is extortionate. And this is and this is my rant, and I, and I would say, and honestly, if I was sat in a room, if I was, I would say it to someone's face. It's not me, like having a dig and ranting behind people's back. I would say it out loud, and I don't think I'm being unfair. If you are at, if you are in a, a position of responsibility and a decision maker within that organisation, it is your job to know what you know where your limit is in terms of the talent within your own organisation. You have to know what you're lacking. Like, I'm no good at it. I can't do my own finances. I'm not an accountant. So I have an accountant that does the accounts. Like, I, I you know, that in order to be effective and be, the, you know, a, a competent person at leading an organisation, you have to know what people you need around you and what you need from a team. And it just seems completely lacking. And that's where, like, I, I'm convinced it's due. I don't want it to be. God, like, I would more than happily, like, volunteer every bit of extra, like, knowledge I could offer. And I'm, and I'm sure that plenty of other people would if the people there acknowledge the fact that they're missing summer and they're missing probably quite a few things at the minute in terms of a long-term plan and a strategy and knowing who needs to do what to get things moving forward. I think the problem is, deep down, that they probably realise that, and they probably have realised that for a long time, even to the extent when Des took over. But that should have been put in place 15 to 20 years ago when the world moved on. The, the technological changes in the last 20 years compared to the 20s are just ridiculous. You look at just how far the iPhones come along in 20 or so years, right? Just, they're just behind the curve, and the problem is the funding to that. They need a hundred grand a year on social media team right now. Yeah. In terms of personnel, in terms of quality of equipment and output, and even if you freelance people, that's going to cost you a bit more because they come with their own equipment. That includes graphic designers, that includes a videographer of some sort. Then they need somebody that's going to go and get them commercial deals and sponsorship. Somebody who's going to handle their venue, somebody who's going to handle all the players and a tournament director. You probably need two of them for an organisation the size of WF, not just one like the PDC might have or they're linked to the PDPA or um, the DRA, for instance. <laughs> There's all these things that are just... Yeah. That's, that's 250 grand a year on wages alone just to get a team in place that can build this back up to an organisation that is capable of having a global tour in its current guys, which let's be honest, the WF don't have as much hands on in saying that as a PDC would in terms of a, a world series or a Euro tour, because the nations or the individual associate nations run their own tournaments. They apply for ranking points and then that goes towards it. So they don't have to handle 
that day-to-day -day as much as perhaps their PDC would, who have to send a tournament director and three stage referees and floor officials and, and God knows else what, and camera crews and, and all of that. They don't need as much of that, but still the costing just to get them up and running right now before they even think about hosting a world championship that includes staffing, production costs, venue hire and prize money. They're about five million in the hole before they get going anywhere if they're genuinely going to produce. And this is for an amateur tour, and I'm just not sure anybody is prepared to go, here's five million, get the right people involved, and we'll build this back up again. Because at the end of the day, the PDC is such a juggernaut, and there are so many viable alternatives out there right now. The ADC, players playing in the Moda Super Series, the ADC's branching out to Europe. We've got um, ADC Australasia as well, and, and all these... In well, all these that's a really, it's a really interesting point you make there because I, I think that for a long time there was, and again, it's, it's not a posh word to you, but there was an expectation of, of that people should be sympathetic, you know, towards the organisation. And people would look, let's be honest, there are people who have pointed the finger at the PDC and said, like, you've not done enough to support, like, the amateur game and you haven't done this now. Now, like, it, there it's that argument doesn't stand up anymore. Like the argument that that's the you know that's the way that amateur people can get on the television. Like that you know this is the, the way that's the way amateur people can get to play darts on the television. Nah, that's gone bollocks. That doesn't exist anymore. Or oh, that's an opportunity for those that haven't got a tour card to wear a decent patron. Nah, bollocks. That's gone as well. Like that's out the window. Like oh that well it's somewhere for the elder. I said oh no that's gone as like so all of the sympathies. That people used to, and people did use to point to the PDC. Oh, you're not doing enough. You need to do something to support this. You, need to, you, you now you can look and just say, point. Well, no, the amateur game is better than it's ever been. Yeah. So, so because they used to just be a PDC and a BDO, and a BDO yeah. around the counties and whatever else. But now there's a PDC, and then there's a JDC, a Dev Tour, a Challenge Tour, a Seniors Tour, an ADC, an ADC Europe, an ADC Oceana. And there's one more in there. Uh, and the UKDA. Yeah. And don't forget, people from all over the country qualifying and playing on free TV all the time. Yeah. Like, it's... it's you really... And that is, again, it's, it's the poison challenge that they've got at the minute, is you're going to struggle more than ever before to get sympathy by pulling your cup out and saying, well, you need to support the amateur game. Because the amateur game is better than it's ever been. You know, in every way, in every way it could be. More opportunities, higher earnings, better TV exposure, more opportunity for sponsorship, more opportunity for deals with manufacturers. Like, there's just, it's better than ever. And I guess, look, we are looking at this from an incredibly UK-based point of vantage as well. Like, we are fortunate enough that the Motor Super Series is in Portsmouth in the UK and that the ADC established in the UK and that we have a different organisation running our county game. And actually... The England Darts Organisation, the Tri-Nations, the Scots, the Welsh, the Irish, etc. They all still exist as well. And if they wanted to carry on having their own mini tournament, they wouldn't need the WF to do that. They could just go and host the Six Nations and have a bit of fun. And one yeah. team would host and they'd have to fund it themselves and, and whatever else. And I guess you look at regions of Europe that perhaps don't have that. You look at your Sweden or your Denmark. All right, they've got PDC Nordic and Baltic at the minute, but actually... The grassroots level of players that will play in the Open. Do you think how many people turn up to the Dutch Open? They're not all going to play in the PDC at some point. No, but I'm not having it that someone won't step in and just run that as a tournament. 
no, no, that one would still exist. But the yeah. Dutch are a bad example, but I'm trying to think of like Hungary, Latvia, and Romania. Yeah. They all have opens, and people travel to. Matt, um, Matt Edgar was in Iceland the other week. Yeah, if the WDF ceased to exist. They don't really have a lot after that. Got beat in the final, didn't they? Yeah. Played well though, I think. It's interesting. Hi, Phil. Hi. Um, yeah, look, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of weeks because there's not long to go and players are going to want answers before they start booking flights and and, and travelling. And the, the other one, there are players that could potentially qualify for both world championships. He's an interesting... He's a bit of a side one. I'll tell you, did you see... Who won't be qualifying for the world championships this year after six years on the trot? Is uh, we won't be seeing Diogo Portella this year. No, the new qualification that he won't be part of from South America guaranteed a new face, though, which is always interesting. I, I quite like that, though, to be fair. Well, I think it's it's um. It's, it fits better within the expansion of the game in the region, doesn't it? Like it does. Yeah. It, it, like as, as I, I like that, I think he's a good bloke, funny fella. But as, it, it it doesn't show a lot for the development of darts in South America if the South American representative every year is a exactly the same bloke, b based in London. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm a I am a fan. Um, look, this is the time of year now where it gets busy. This is the time where you home your skills. And we've already heard from players that they are already thinking about a certain palace. Now all eyes are on that running to Muswell Hill. Plenty of big tournaments in between, but this is now the business end of the season. It is It is the business end, very much so. And it's, it's going to be incredibly tight incredibly tight in order for the for, for who gets for who gets what where um really really exciting because it does it like i was but i think i can't remember who it was one of the many players we've heard from today was just saying that they haven't got you know we haven't really got a free weekend now between now and christmas it's pretty it's it's, it's hectic and busy it's a time of year that we love it because it starts on constantly but in terms of the world championships it's it's going to be Amazing, and 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 we are getting tight. And we've spoke to a few, you know, in terms of that bottom end of qualification. You know, we had Connor Scott on um, a, a while back, who, who talked a lot about qualifying for both for Minehead and for the Worlds. You know, he's he's now in a, a, a provisional green green lit spot for both of those. But there's a few a few big players. Big names that aren't currently due to be at the World Championships. So, really interesting few months ahead. Well, it, it's mental, isn't it? At the moment, Ricky Evans, Scott Williams, Barry Van Pier, Mensal Sulevich, Ryan Meikle, all outside, Sedlacek, Dejuan, Vincent van der Voort, Cameron Mendes. Imagine that big Vincent, big Vincent, and unless he pulls up trees and does go deep somewhere, isn't going to be at Ali Pali. Um, it's mad, isn't it? There's a lot of names that I kind of miss out. Look, there's a lot of darts between now and then, so things can change. But 
as it stands right now, you can have a very different feel to it. Yeah, yeah. And, and you start to then you start to think what you know what a potential draw would look like. And and there's because there's some there's some players in unusual spots in the in those rankings at the moment. And you know, it does level itself out over time, but there are some players in some slightly unusual spots, and there's players probably further down than they should be, and there's other players that are probably further up than they, than they, than they rightly deserve to be at the minute as well. Um, so we could see some very, very interesting draws when we start to get into this back half of the season. Well, yeah, Merv King's 87. Merv King is a mile away from Ali Pali. Uh, he's not going, is he? There's no, no chance of going. No, not a chance. But he's he, fell off. But he, Merv has fell... In terms of his form, his form's fell like far and fast, hasn't it? Because it's not how long ago, year before, but it was he like major finalist. We got to the Masters, Masters, and the Players' Championship final in a couple of months, didn't they? He played Johnny Clayton in the Masters final, yeah, and then MVG in the um, Players' Championship, Johnny Clayton in the Masters. Right, and 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 but it just seems since then, like we've hardly heard anything from him, haven't we? Yeah, it's it's it, it's a it's a real real concern, and yeah, look, he's he's pretty much retired, isn't he? Yeah. Exciting though. I'm looking forward to the players' championships. Very much looking forward to the Grand Slam. I love the Grand Slam. Loads of people don't like it, but I love it. I'm I'm with you. I love the Slam. I can't, I can't. I think the people that don't like it, I think they've got right. They're, 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 there's some deep-seated unhappiness in them somewhere. They need to address. Like it's not, it's not normal to me to not like the slam. It's weird to not like the slam. It's cool. It's mint. One, just going back to the lakeside, the, the lakeside Ali Paddy thing. That again in the interview on the uh, Wiki Darts cast that the WTF didn't know if players are going to be allowed to play in both World Championships. That conversation hasn't happened yet. Right? So, my point is, let's say the men aren't allowed, but the women are. Well, that's, you're, on, you're on a sticky wicket for a start there. A hundred, but this is what happened in, in, the, in previous years. The men weren't, but the women were given exceptions. The world is changing a lot very quickly and I think we're probably just at the point where that could that, that probably won't be able to, to go to, to stand, will it? Well, th- th- this is my point. If the decision is made about one, does it have to be the same for both? Yeah, of course. Because no, it, it won't be one or the other, will it? It'll be tour card holders, I guess. Would be the phrase. That's your that's your way around. It's your phrase. They wouldn't have got there anywhere in the men's, would they? Not the international qualifiers are different. This is my point. So yeah, but do the do the PDC really care? I, I'm again. The PDC are the PDC bothered if their international qualifiers are playing other tournaments? Like it's their gift to do so. Surely they're not under the same rules of. When they when the world championship was after theirs, they didn't really care. Now that they've really mustered it on the time before, before think we're going to piggyback before, off the issue early in December. Are the PDC going to want Luke Littler, Ben Robb, Raymond Smith, Hopi Puhal, Thibaut Trico, 
or whoever going to play at Lakeside and then going to play at Ali Pali. Yeah, I just don't think I don't I don't think they could do it with it without you, you, the phrase would have to be two card owners or it's like you, you'd be you'd be you'd be up you you could have the finger pointed at you for all manner of different discriminatory behaviours. Like, because you're just restricting someone's earnings for your own benefit. That's all you do. Like, and let's be honest. Like, that's what, if you say to Luke Littler, like, you can't go and play in that tournament because you're going to play in ours, he hasn't got a tour card, he hasn't got a contract, he hasn't got anything like that. He's self He'll have a tour card by then. He won't. He'll have the offer of one in January. Yeah. But also... He hasn't accepted it or signed anything, has he? If you play on the... Aren't you an associate member and things like that? Uh, yeah, but it's not a contract. It's not an. It's, it's different. It, me- membership allows you to, you know, participate and join in. It's not. It's not your job. Yeah, there's a difference between PDPA membership. To Once you have a tour card, and then full membership upgraded, you have to pay that as soon as you get a tour card. You have to upgrade your membership to a full membership. It's. It's. They'd be fine to say it about tour cards. I think they would very much struggle. Because because essentially all they're doing is pointing at Luke Littler and say, oh, no, I'm using him just general as an example. You know, they're pointing at a player and saying, you can't maximise your income as a self-employed person, like, because we want to monetize you. Like, immediately, they might as well go to HMRC and say, well, just so you know, everyone, these are all disguised employees. Like they shouldn't really be self-employed because they work for us. Like that's it's a real sticky wicket. As soon as you start restricting, like these people are self-employed, and when you start restricting what they can then go and do elsewhere, like you you look very much like their employer legally. It's really difficult to not look like their employer. So I, I think that for the international qualifiers, the non-tour card owners. I mean, they might do it. They might get away with it. There's plenty of. I think they will. I think they will. The other I question to me is back on a WDF is if they don't know if players are going to be allowed to play in both, does that mean that they are not intended on putting any restrictions in themselves? Well, why would you? The WDF, part, Nick said that in the interview. He said there's going to be no restrictions on the WDF's part. Well, even if somebody wins their tournament and then three weeks later goes and plays in the PDC? Yeah. Sure, that's better for them because we've I seen it before, haven't we? Where they literally made them sign contracts before, but yeah, it doesn't mean the winner right wasn't allowed to, to then go to Q school or they have their earnings restricted. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean it's the right thing to do, though, does it? Like, if I if I was them, I'd want my champion to be on the PDC world. Like, let's be honest, the best you can possibly hope for is to ride the coattails of the PDC. The PDC is an absolute mega, like it's it's a it's a mega structure in 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 the sporting world. The best you can possibly hope for is to ride their coattails on a bit of PR and having your world champion play at their event. Unfortunately, and it's not it's it's a sad state of affairs, but like that's where that's the level that that tournament and that organisation is now at. That that you know being talked about on you know we all have a little you know like when we have commentators that make reference to the Super Series on like on the PDC, on PDC television, on Sky Sport. They make reference to the Super Series. And and no one's going, oh, God, you know, they've talked about bloody... Like, no, everyone, it's, it's positive. Because, again, the best you can hope for is to ride the coattails of the PDC because they're so massive. I, I, I think they'd be bonkers to not let 
people who played in their tournament get on the telly in the hope that someone would say on the television, he played in that tournament there and anymore because people don't know about it. It's interesting. And I'm interested to see how it all pans out. But anyway. Um, right, what else have we missed? Uh, the seniors draw. For the world match play. Yes. I don't have ready. I can't find it on my computer either. There it is. Uh, Robert Thornton against Neil Duff. Richie Howson against Trina Gulliver. Martin Adams against Kevin Painter. Glenn Doran against Jim McEwen. Phil Taylor against John Park. Scott Mitchell against Paul Hogan. Leonard Gates against Colin McGarry and John Henderson against David Cameron. I think that's a good draw. Uh, there's a good balance to it, I think. Yeah, I agree. Thornton versus Duff is very intriguing. I thought Duff is building his way into WSDT events quite nicely. He's had some tough draws from the last two events as well. Yeah. Um, soon I expect him to have too much for Trina, but that's an intriguing second round tie if it does play out to be either Thornton or Duff. Don't get me wrong, I thought Trina played pretty well at the Tavern and in Blackpool. She really did push Martin Adams. Um, but I think Richie will have too much for Trina in that one. Um, Martin Adams against Kevin Painter. Um, tough matchup, really tough matchup. Um, we haven't seen the best of Wolfie in the last couple of events. Um, we now know that his, his partner has sadly passed away and believe there were some health issues at the same time as the previous event, which may have been on his mind a little bit, but tough game against Kevin Painter is always one to, to talk up his own chances. Durant against Jim McEwen. If Glenn's to be believed on commentary on the Super Series the last few weeks, especially when he was with Matt Edgar, he's talking like the game is in a very good place, and that's the most positive we've heard from Glenn in a long, long time. Have the game I, was I was with him today. He said he played very, very well at the weekend in an exhibition in Scotland. Does he have any concerns about the lack of match practice going into an environment like this? No. So he's just going to roll with it. Interesting. Because I think Jim will be a very, very tough customer for him in that one. Uh, Taylor against Park once again. Uh, they met at the Masters last year. Obviously, that world final as well. Um, Scotty Mitchell against Paul Hogan should be an interesting one. Two former England teammates, Clyde. Uh, Leonard Gates going for the three-peat of titles. Um, takes on Colin McGarry. I, you still haven't seen the best of Colin McGarry up on that senior stage. I think we saw a little bit of it in the hole last year. There was some, there was some the problem was the one time he turned up was against um, I forgot his name now. Who was it? Painter. No. 
He lost to Painter. Really beaten around four. Can't remember. Horrible walk on. He snogged his misses. Yeah, but he, was expected, but he was expected to win that. But I thought he played really well regardless. That was a mid-90s average in that performance. I think he's an overthinker. He thinks about who, I think I I think he thinks about who he's playing too much. I think you'll fancy a crack at Leonard though. And then John Henderson in his seniors debut against David Cameron uh, went from qualifier to champion at the Masters last year. Hasn't really delivered since, to be fair. Uh, didn't play the match play last year. Played in the World Championships. Was beaten by Richie Housen, I believe. Uh, played in Blackpool again. Was beaten by Richie. And I can't remember who beat him in Yeovil. Off the top of my head, but it's an interesting draw. I think we'll have a look at that before the tournament in a couple of weeks' time in a little bit more detail, predicting our finalists. I'm going to try and get down, I think. It's only local, isn't it? It's not far from you, is it? 40 minutes on the train. That's not bad at all. That's yeah, right. it's very, it's very good. Like almost. Jim McHugh, when he qualified, it's like still a four-hour drive. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not. No, York. So I'm literally. I'm, well, not now because I'm on holiday, but I'm directly between Newcastle and York. Like, I, like I live in a little village that's literally exactly between the two places, um, about forty minutes away from each. Sweet, nice. Um, should we get some questions in? Let's go. Go on then, chat room. Over to you guys. Get them in. What would you like to know? If we can tell you. No. Oh, Liverpool going to sign a defensive midfield. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we'll probably sign three now, and then we'll start by Chesswich over all of them. <laughs> the fact that really? neither him or Thiago was available opening game of the season as well just highlighted that bit more. If one of them are fit, I think we, we start in a much better place and there's less panic. But the fact that nobody's seeing either of those two at the moment either is different. Yes, Jim, it was Peter Everson. Hello, Jim. How are we doing, Jim? Hope you are good, mate. Sneaks in for the seniors chat at the end. <laughs> I thought one of them might be lurking, so I didn't go too much into the draw because I get told off when I predict people to win. <laughs> uh Dad says, will Johnny be in the World Series finals? Um, so the eight seeds are decided. This was on don't... Twitter a moment ago. Where's it gone? Uh, so I grabbed this from Wim. Uh, the eight seeds... Uh, will be Cross 1, Price 2, uh, Michael Smith 3, Van Gerwen 4, Dimitri Vandenberg 5, Peter Wright 6, Nathan Aspinall 7, Luke Humphreys 8. Um, I'm not sure what the breakdown is of invited players afterwards, but you'd expect Johnny Clayton to be one of them, given the fact that he'd be next on the ranking list and missed two events in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd expect him. Let's be honest, he's not missed those events because he didn't fancy the travel either, has he? Like, so it's, no, it's... I'd, I'd expect him to, to, to get an invite, yeah. Other yeah, suggestions is. from Wim, given that it's in the Netherlands, would be Barney, Nopper and Van Dijvenboda. 
a couple of internationals, so Jeff Smith, Jim Long, maybe look at Rasmo or Ratajski. Obviously, Ratajski played pretty well in Poland in the opening round. Uh, and then you tend to look at Australasia as well because they do get the two events. So Heta, Whitlock, Puha, maybe Johnny Tata as well for that win over. Um, or Peter. Peter Wright might get him an extra trip to Europe. I don't think... Where, is it? where, do, where, where, did, say, where did you say they were having it? Amps, it's always uh, Amps. Netherlands. Netherlands. Um, I, I don't think Barney's on the radar. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought so. Um, I, yeah, the challenge tours. Um, Cam Crabtree, Owen Bates winning events, which was good. Uh, Daryl Pilgrim doing his stuff. Rob Grundy winning one. I can't remember on the other one, but challenge tour bubbling along nicely. Can we it's, just... it's really competitive. I know that the very vampires sort of way out in front at the top, but. The, the order of merit's really competitive on the Challenge Tour as well, isn't it? it, it it's there, There's a right tight set of sort of 10, 12 players um, that are right in the mix. Owen Bates was the one you missed, I think. No, I said Bates. Yeah, he, he, he won, didn't he? Bates, Crabtree, Rob Grundy, Grundy, Pilgrim. Sedlak, right? Oh, and I'll go hunting. That was Pilgrim. Wesley, Wesley Pasia. I knew it was the first one. I've done the rest of them. I just couldn't remember who won the first one on the weekend. Uh, he got beaten in the final by Owen Blitz, didn't he? So he'd, he'd have gone back to back, I think, otherwise, wouldn't he, if, he, if Owen Blitz hadn't have beaten him? Yeah. Um, can we discuss the last women's series? We did that on the last one, but not really a lot to discuss, apart from Bo smashed it. Yeah, I suppose, again, the, the, the big competition there, and unfortunately, the... the the, you know, to be honest, the the, the race for, for the number one spot has already been ran. Um, but the interesting bit is you've got two more because Bo Greaves won the match play. Match play, will go to and, third in the rankings. Yeah, so it then means we've got two more spots in there for for people qualifying for the work for Ali Pali. So we've talked loads about Ali Pali today, which is which is I suppose a positive sign because it's August. Um, but. Yeah, the, the, that that does make that a little bit more competitive, and that third spot is 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 open really. It, it's it's pretty it's pretty pretty open for for anyone, and it, there's enough events left for someone to make a run it at the palace. Yeah, there's just that, one more block of four left. Yeah, four events yeah. left. Yeah, four events is yeah as tight as that is. There's enough. There's enough there. Eight grand each, and it? it's eight grand possible. Someone can come from absolutely nowhere. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Liam, Andy Bolton lost in the final to Daryl Pilgrim, mate. Um, what do we think of the new affiliate tour? Um, I didn't see a lot of it, if I'm being honest. The the Caribbean one. Latin America. Caribbean, same thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Busy weekend. Yeah. So, <laughs> Geographically, massively incorrect, Phil, but yeah. Just put a circle around that bit there. <laughs> well, that is, is that the one that... I mean, is that, that's the two that I mentioned earlier, isn't it? The, the, yeah. The, 
Pinches, pinches. Yeah. But, see, yeah, it pinches the, the, the standard Diego, Diego Portela spot at <laughs> Ali Pali. Yeah, look, there was so much going on this weekend. I haven't seen a lot of it. But no, look, it's good that there's another tour off off and running and and there's more darts in the world. The more the merrier, isn't it? A hundred percent. As well, to be fair, I know that a couple of our Dutch friends were in the chat room. Um... I know Patrick was in earlier. Were hotels so expensive in Holland at the moment? I'm talking obscene money. So expensive everywhere. No, no, this this is ridiculous. This is like 300 euros a night. Oh, it's Brexit. Hotels are getting getting mad at the minute. I've noticed a lot. Um, Like, I travel a lot with work and... Like odd things like like genuinely hotels that I stayed in this the same time last year that I'm staying in this year are are fifty percent more expensive. Like they've gone up half again on what I was paying like the, the same weeks and dates last year. Mad. Rotterdam Carnival. That's what, why the same the same same weekend as the World Series final. Because it's extortionate money. Who might get in a tent and a sleeping bag? Just you drive, just stop outside and drive. <laughs> Loads of places to stay outside in Amsterdam. You don't even have to stay in the you don't even have to stay in the same country. It's easy enough to drive out of there. Stay in Belgium. <laughs> um to be fair, now we're now we're past the um the, the summer break. We can talk about the Premier League next year, can't we? Yes. Right, so Chris Dobie plus seven, <laughs> what do you reckon? Go on, he's gonna he's gonna say it. He's gonna say it. <laughs> Even <laughs> if we don't say names, can we talk about format change? Can we do that? Is that is that? Oh, I'm, up, I'm up for a format change. Who oh, wants you though? I'm not convinced there's going to be one. Well, that's crap. The problem <laughs> with format change is, in order to have one, somebody somewhere has to think they've got a better idea than what we've got currently. Like that's the challenge, isn't it? It's, it's not. It's, it's it's not. You don't. You can't just have a format change because you don't like what you've got. You have to at some point agree on a, on 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 an idea you think is better, and that's the biggest challenge. I think they're trying to avoid going back to a ten with a relegation as well, or whatever, because at that point they'll never try anything else new. They have to keep fresh and keep trying new. But Linda's got a better idea. I'm happy to hear it. Oh, there's a there's a penalty check in the 96th minute for Wolves. Well, I I think. Man United seem to have been by far the worst team in this match from what I'm like, keep having a look and a read. And they, they might manage to limp over the line 1-0. But like Wolves have had, they've had 20 shots. Apparently, they've had 75% possession in the last 15 minutes. They're absolutely bossing it, I think. And it looks like United are going to limp over the line. No, he's, he's going to the monitor. Oh! Get in. We're going to stop top of the league. I don't care. He's going to the monitor. Oh, well, no, he's Peter not. Right, yeah, the Premier I, League. I thought he was going to the monitor. I think he's going to book someone. Oh, he's, he's booked Gary O'Neill. I thought he was running to the monitor, but he's gone to book him. Ugh. Absolute disgrace. That's not given. I think it's a penalty. And I've got I've got Onana as my fancy goalkeeper. So have I. But I think that's a penalty all day long. 12 and 4 relegation. See, 4 relegation makes it, I know it sounds really daft, but it's much easier to be relegated 
when you're in in four of twelve, as in two of eight, or sorry, in two of ten, in it. I, I think it's it's not as it's not as um, mentally difficult. Yeah, to be to fair, I, I, I like I, I like twelve and relegate four. I quite like that. It gets it gets the it gets more players in, which I think everybody is happy with. Twelve's not a bad number at the early stages. It means that in those first run of events, the the players are oh, sorry, the fans are seeing more an extra game, and they're also seeing an extra couple of names, if you like, an extra couple of players. And and I do think relegating four is a much kinder way of relegating people than relegating two of ten. I just think it's it's you're in a bigger group and you're not quite as isolated and, and everyone pointing at you going look at your shit. Yeah. It fits as well because then you get eleven weeks judgment and then seven weeks second stage. Brilliant. We've signed it. It's done. So Chris Dobby plus eleven. Chris Dobby, Callum Ridds. <laughs> yeah, Ryan Joyce, Adam Hunt. have been, so they can go back to actually just doing walk-ons. Kevin Keegan, Alan Shearer, David David Ginola. <laughs> it's not, is it, Bill? Because you relegate in four, so you go 11 weeks to get to... 11 weeks is your judgment night. Yeah. And then there's only eight available, so that's seven weeks, isn't it? So that's 18. It's only 16 at the moment, 17 at the moment. Ah, oh, shit, yeah, you'll have to extend it by two weeks. That's not an issue, though, is it? It is when they've already said the venues for next year, so that's that's it. Right. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Back to the drawing board. Oh, yeah. Tickets on sale, aren't they? Uh, not on sale, but they've announced the venues. Okay. They're the same for next year, the same as they were this year. Ah. Which is all... Good in the hood. Well, everyone, I thoroughly enjoyed our first live lounge back after our summer hiatus. Dan's on holiday but joined us. So I enjoy it more when I'm on holiday. I haven't got work tomorrow. I haven't got to think of if I if I can have a glass of wine after we finish the show. It's all um, it's much more relaxed uh, environment. Uh, cheers for that, Dave. I'm going to take a picture of that comment and have a look. Social hub sounds very much like you're going to be on the top bunk so, somewhere. I'll have a look at it. Some other sod's going to be on the bottom bunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're on a triple, t- if you're on a triple deck bunk bed with strangers, probably not the best place to book. <laughs> um, but first of all, I want to thank everyone for joining us again on the live lounge. Pleasure being back. We are refreshed and ready to go. We return next week as always. Uh, if you haven't yet, make sure you give us a follow all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok and Threads. And if you haven't yet, make sure you give us a thumbs up here on YouTube and subscribe as well. But boys, it's been it's been a pleasure as always. That is us signing out for the night. Dan, enjoy the rest of your holiday. Now we've dragged you off of it. Certainly and we'll see you all very, very soon. We're back, baby. Bye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.